Hey, navigators. How are we doing today? Happy Friday. Wow. This week went by fast. It seems like I had something I needed to do every day this week. Glad I'm feeling better because all the running around yesterday wore me out. Um, let's see. What did I do yesterday? Oh, I went with Bianca to take her or to go get the her possessions out of her poor little wrecked car. <sighs> poor girl. And let's see. I, ooh, I went and got a cute new pair of boots to wear for the wedding. I'm going to have me a nice little officiating outfit, and I think it's going to be great, and I'm going to look amazing, and I'm so happy to be doing this for Nathaniel. It's just, it just, I'm, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I think it's going to be just the coolest thing. You know, I mean, how many parents can say that they, are performing their children's wedding ceremonies, you know? So cool. Anyway, let's see. Um, Today, I want to start something that I'm going to call Life's Lessons with Lara. And these are all very valuable lessons that I have learned that I'm willing to pass my knowledge on to you. Therefore, you don't have to learn the hard way like I did. Uh... Life has a way of kicking the crap out of you. And the more experiences you gain, the more you're able to show wisdom and, you know, help people out when they're facing similar situations. So, today we're going to talk about money. You want to know how I was able to retire at the age of 46? I'm going to tell you. Um, but before I get there, I'm actually being pulled out of retirement. <laughs> um, the, the woman who replaced me quit and, uh, she almost made it a year. And so my boss asked if I'd be willing to come in and help out until they can get a replacement. And I, you know, I made a promise to her when I left, I told her if, as long as I'm in Arizona, if you need me, I'm here, I, I got you. Um, Lorraine is the most wonderful person. I mean, she's just amazing. She's the best boss I ever had, and I would do anything for her. So I don't have a problem going back. However, I will be sure to stress the fact that it is temporary. Um, this is not my, uh, it's not part of my plan to go back to work before I even move. So, um, well, it's not part of my plan to go back to work at all, but that's besides the point. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Monday I'm going back to work for a week and then I got the week off to go up to Washington and marry Nathaniel and all that good stuff. So yeah, February is uh, going to be an interesting month, I guess, huh? <sighs> okay. So let's, let's talk, let's talk money here. And this is probably going to be a two part lesson and I'm honestly, I'm, I'm going to be doing the life's lessons on Fridays. So uh, if I have to split it up, then the, the rest will be up next Friday. Um, so there's so much here to talk about. Uh, but first of all, I want to say, if you have no credit, my suggestion would be to open a department store credit card. 
It is a simple way to just start building credit. And, you know, they're simply, they're, they're usually easier to open. Um, they're like not secured, so you don't have to put a deposit down. Um, and they do report to the credit bureaus. So, uh, you know, that's what I recommended. My, my kids all do. None of them did it. Whatever. They all went and got credit cards first. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but see, I've been there. I've racked up debt. I've been stupid. I mean, when Mark and I first got married, we had nothing. I had to have a JCPenney card, a Sears card. Like I had to have all these, uh, I think I had a Mervyn's card, you know, because that was the only way we could buy anything. <laughs> we were so broke, you know, and you know, okay. Lesson number two, do not ever, ever, ever do payday loans. Never do them. Okay, I don't care how broke you are, you, you can find a way to get what you need without having to do a payday loan. Payday loan, if you do one, you will never get out of it. You just won't. Unless you come into a large sum of money and can pay it off, you're not going to get out of it just with your regular pay. Those things are a scam and highway robbery. Okay. The other thing is student loans. Student loans are highway robbery. I strongly recommend against them. If you cannot pay for school uh, in cash, like by yourself, um, apply for scholarships and grants. Do not get student loans. I mean, I get it if you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or something where you're going to have you know, 20 years of college or whatever, yeah, you're going to have to take out loans. I get that. But just to go for like a, a bachelor's in business, it's not worth it. It's absolutely not worth it. They, they try and suck you in with a low interest rate and tell you, you know, oh, well, you know, you could defer payments if you have to. And they make it, they, they, they shine it all up and Put it in a nice pretty box, tie a nice bright sparkly bow on there, but it's still the same piece of crap that's in the box, despite what the box is wrapped in. Okay. So don't don't fall for student loans. Please, I am begging you. I let me tell you this. In 2003, after I got my associate's degree, I went to finish my bachelor's. My associate's degree was all paid for by grants. I didn't have to pay for my associates. So two years of, not even two years, it was about 18 months. Um, and my loan amount was like $23,000. Well, they... They don't start charging you until you get a job. Great. But you got interest and fees going on there. So it's a very, very, very long story that I'm not going to get into. But after 10 years, Yes, I had put some of, I have had to defer and put them on forbearance. And every time you do that, if you put your, your loans on forbearance, you're still accruing interest. And that adds up. 
because in those 10 years, um, um, you know, a couple years on deferment, some forbearance here and there, you know, 10 years though, some payments, I owed $34,000. Now, for those of you who don't like to do math, that is an extra $11,000 in interest and fees over 10 years that I was now responsible for. And it didn't matter how much you paid. If you, you know, they set you up with this minimum payment of like 150 bucks a month or whatever, you're never gonna pay those loans off, ever. All you're paying is the interest. Unless you put in like a, you know, $500 a month payment, all you're paying is your interest. And so you're gonna be paying your student loans for the rest of your life. And that's just a fact. So I was going through them and I was like, okay, well, there's all kinds of different ways you can get your loans forgiven. And, you know, if you work for a nonprofit, if you're a teacher or work for state government, um, disabled, you know, there's certain things, right? And so I, for the last almost 20 years have worked either for the state of Washington, the state of Arizona, or a private nonprofit. And so I thought, plus I'm disabled. So I thought I am a shoe in to get these things forgiven, right? And so I call Navient and I, you know, they're like, okay, well, what you got to do, you got to go online and you have to apply for them to be consolidated because I had two separate ones. Once you get them consolidated, then you can apply for loan forgiveness. Okay, great. So I go and I do all the paperwork to get them consolidated and, and I'm looking at the summary before I hit the I agree button, right? And somehow consolidating the two loans, which together was about $34,000, somehow turned that into $45,000 and an extra 10 years of payments. I, my jaw was like on the floor. I, what do you even say to that? How does that work? How can you rip people off like that? It just, and then you have to have, they said like 10 years consecutive on-time payments. And I thought, you people are out of your freaking minds. My grandchildren are going to be paying these loans off because there's, it's never going to go away. So please, 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 please do not get student loans. Please. I am begging you. Work your way. Pay credit by credit, whatever you need to do, because it is just not worth it. I will tell you, I did get my loans forgiven. Um, if you're disabled and you are not working, you may contact, um, a company called Nelnet, N-E-L-N-E-T, and that's who you will work with on getting your loans forgiven, okay? So, if you're disabled and not working, contact the company Nelnet, and they can help you with the process of getting your loans forgiven. 
the financial aid companies and, you know, Naviant and Sally Mae and all them freaking mobsters. It, it's just, it's ridiculous. And they're like the freaking mafia. They add more and more and more and more. The more you can't pay, the more they add to it. It's just ridiculous. So um, they're going to lie to you and they're going to tell you all this stuff about what you need to do in order for your loans to be forgiven. And they're going to string you along and they're going to do that for as long as they can to get as much money out of you as they can. And that's just the truth. Those places, they need to be shut down. It's terrible. So just please, you know, that is huge. And my credit, let me tell you this. Once I got those student loans forgiven, my credit went up over 100 points because they were constantly reporting to my credit that I was late or not payment or non-paying or in um, delinquency. Okay, so uh-uh. You've got to get it straightened out with Nelnet. And if you are stuck with student loans, the best you could do is pay as much towards them as possible, as much towards the principal as possible, because otherwise they're never going to get paid off, y'all. I'm real sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but that's that's just the truth. Um, let's talk about co-signing. Okay, um, I don't recommend it. I've gotten screwed over multiple times. And you see, now nothing I'm going to tell you guys is not anything I have not learned by experience, okay? And um, co-signing, my experience has been, it's not a good idea, okay? I have gotten screwed over, sent to collections, sued, multiple times, mostly over one of my exes because he just thought he could keep screwing me over. Um, you know, there does come a time where, you know, when you're married, both your name goes on things. I get that. And that's fine because you have that protection of being married. And, you know, if something happens and you get divorced, that debt is going to be handled in the divorce. But if you're just dating somebody, boyfriend, girlfriend, even if you're engaged, it is never a good idea to do joint bank accounts, joint car loans, joint any of that nonsense, because somebody's going to get screwed. It's just inevitable. Somebody's going to get screwed. Okay. Um, I, this is my process. I was engaged to a guy, and I had been tired of getting screwed over, tired of getting screwed over, tired of getting screwed over by, you know, monetary things when I co-sign, okay? It's happened three times, okay? So, Brian and I were going to buy an SUV. Well, Brian was going to buy an SUV, and his credit sucked, so... I became the primary and he was the co-signer on this SUV. All the only reason we did it that way was that because that's the only way we could do the loan. Okay. So I said, all right, fine, but here's what's gonna go down. And I had Brian sign an agreement with me that if we are to split up, 
This are, these are the options of what happens with the truck. Either you keep, Brian keeps the truck, continues paying all the payments and all the insurance. Two, we sell it, which we still owed on it, so we weren't really going to be able to sell it, you know. Um, and I forget what the other one, I, I don't remember the whole thing, but anyways, I made him sign a contract. And it's a good thing I did because as soon as we split up, he started driving his a car his mom gave him and put the SUV in my in my garage. What the hell am I going to do with an SUV? I can't freaking drive. So I'm stuck paying a payment and insurance on a freaking car sitting in my garage. Well, long story short, I had to pull out my retirement money. When the company I was working for left the state and became a nonprofit, I pulled out my retirement money, paid off the, the SUV, and sold it. It was falling apart and had a bunch of issues, and I was never going to get what I needed to pay it off. I, had, I owed over $10,000 on it. So I paid it off, sold it, and then I took Brian to small claims court. I was, I, you know, I knew I was not going to get all the money that I was out. But I thought, you know what? This bastard thinks he can just take advantage of me like that. And, and I'm not having it. And that was the whole reason why I had him sign the contract to begin with. Because, like I said, I've been screwed before. And I'm not stupid. It's not going to happen again. And so I did. He never did a response. He never showed up for court. I won by default. I got like $3,600. However, then I had to figure out a way to garnish his wages, right? So I had to get a lawyer and all that nonsense. So, you know, I'm out over $10,000 and I got $1,800. No, plus what I sold it for. Um, I got about $3,000 total. And, uh, you know, I just, it wasn't worth it. You know, it really wasn't worth it. I, I shouldn't have, I just shouldn't have even, I just, you know, but I was engaged and I thought, you know what, this is going to be, you know, for our family and, you know, whatever have you, it's going to be awesome. And I should have known better, but at least I knew to cover my butt this time. Okay, so young ladies, if a man asks you to co-sign on anything, turn around and run as fast as you can. All right, I get it. Life happens and we end up in situations and, um, you know, finances go astray. I get all that. But you know what? I've supported my fair share of men who have had financial troubles. And let me tell you, it is not worth it. If, if there is a man wanting a woman to help him financially, turn and run. Turn and run. Okay? I don't care how cute he is. I don't care what kind of car he's driving at the moment. Okay? If the fool can't hold a job and pay his own bills, he's going to be on the bus with the rest of the bums. Okay? Please don't do it. Now, I understand 
A lot of times people say with women it's different, but you know what? Men, if a woman asks you to co-sign for something, you better think long and hard about it. Okay, I really don't think there's a difference. I'm a very, I'm not your typical female. I'm not a women's liber, you know. I'm glad we can vote and, you know, work and all that stuff. But you know what? I feel like a, a lot of the, the same rules should apply, okay? And if you are a single woman and you cannot pay your bills and hold down a job, men, turn and run unless that's what you're looking for. If you want a stay-home wife, then fine. Go for it. But if you, you know, if that's not what you're looking for, don't, and there's some woman that's, you know, oh, she's pretty and has big boobs, can't hold a job, can't pay her bills, turn and run. Turn and run. I mean, especially nowadays, it's hard enough to support yourself. You don't need to have a partner that you're supporting. That's not a partner. Now, if you're together with somebody and, you know, they get laid off or whatever, something happens, that's one thing, okay? I'm not talking about that. So please don't misunderstand me there. But, you know, my, look at, here's the situation. My huh, first husband, no, I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not even going to get into any of that yet. Um, because we are going to have to split up this episode. But what I will say I've always been willing to help people out, always. My first husband drove the crappiest car and didn't have a job when we started dating. He was living with his parents. Um, and when I say a crappy car, I don't know if you any of you know what an AMC Hornet is, but think of the Pinto, okay, but a little bigger. This thing was so bad. <laughs> but he was joining the military. So although, yes, at the time, he wasn't working. He was living with his parents. But you know what? I was 18. I was working a part-time job at a retirement home living with my parents. So it wasn't such an outrageous stretch for two broke and stupid kids to get together and, you know, get married and mingle finances and all that. And you know what? It, it was stupid. It was stupid then. But there, you know, that's what you did, right? You get married, you get your bank account, you know, and, uh, you know, everything is supposed to be together. Now, I'm also a believer if both people work, both people need to take care of the house. You know, I, I, it takes two people to be in a marriage. And even when finances are only coming in from one person, I mean, my mom didn't work really. She volunteered for a lot of years and then um, ended up, they started paying her for a few years. 
I think that was after I was already gone and she started getting paid. Um, yeah. And, and my dad was the breadwinner. He, he worked all day and my mom took care of the house. She took care of the house and, you know, stayed home with the kids. And nowadays it's, it's, it's nice if somebody's, if, you know, one of the parents is able to do that, but with, with prices being what they are and how much it costs to raise a family now and rent and housing, it's just, it's ridiculous, you know, and you're going to need all the help you can get. <laughs> you're not going to need somebody sleeping on your couch, eating all your food and, you know, using up all your electricity. Girls, you deserve better than that. Guys, so do you, you know? I don't care if you're a 10 or a 2. You deserve better than that. Okay, so to sum up part one here of, of my first life lesson in finances, stay away from student loans. Open a department store card to establish some credit. Um, you know, make sure if, if you're dating someone, Make sure you're not paying for everything, um, you know, and do not co-sign on anything for anyone unless you're willing to take a hit. Because even though I had that, that assurance of that signed contract with Brian, I was still out a lot of money in the end. So... It's just not a good idea. All right, guys. That's all I've got for today. This is a good place to stop. I'll talk a little bit more about uh, some more of the finances and and just tricks and tools that I've learned over the years. And, uh, you know, I hope it'll help you guys. If you have any particular questions or anything, please, please, please put them up on the Navigating Life with Lara and Garmin Facebook or LinkedIn pages, or put it up on a, at Garmin Navigates on Twitter. You can also send me an email, uh, Garmin Navigates at Outlook.com, and just send me whatever questions you have. I'm happy to answer them. You know, if any of you are interested in like cryptocurrencies or things like that, my roommate is doing a lot of work with that, and I'd be happy to do an interview with him to get you guys some of that information. Um, just let me know. And then Tuesday's episode, I don't know. We'll see what it is. I'll be back at work, but I'm, I'm not stopping the podcast, so don't worry. I'm a great multitasker, so it ought to be interesting. You guys get to go on this, this journey with me as I navigate life, right? Anyways, have a great weekend, guys. Please, please, please find someone to be a blessing to. You know, if you don't have money... You don't have to pay, use money to be a blessing. Smiles are free. Compliments are free. Give them out abundantly. All right, guys. Until Tuesday. <laughs>